Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. This is Season 3, Episode number 13. And today, we're going to talk about six tips to develop a point guard. I played point guard position all through high school and and through college. And so um, I'm actually looking forward to talking about this today. Before we get into the show, I want to remind everybody that actually my book is, my book is being edited. Um, I'm actually going to be shooting for the end of the year uh, for my book to be released. Hopefully everything goes well. I actually got some feedback today from my editor. Um, I feel like a high school student. <laughs> all the all the marks and everything with that, that was made in the book. But um, I got excited. So. You know, they've had it for a while and it's been really busy, but, you know, it's it's starting to be edited. So I went in and made some changes today and I'm looking forward to it being released. So hopefully by the end of the year, um, everything will be done. Everything will be complete and uh, we'll have that book ready to uh, be released by the end of this year. And uh, again, that book is going to be on skill development. So I'm really looking forward to it. All right. So we're going to get right into this thing today. Uh, six tips to develop a point guard. And what I want to say first, before we really get into it, if you are a coach and you coach a AU team or a rec team or a uh, college or even at um, you know middle school, high school, junior high, whatever level it is that you're that you're coaching, I'm going to give you six tips uh, when I'm working with a player uh, that's a point guard because. My situation is a little bit different than a than a team coach because I have to give these players general skills. So I look at a point guard and I say, okay, what are some essential skills that every point guard should use? And I work on those essential skills with the point guards. And and every everyone is different. Not everyone is the same. Um, you know, so if I'm working with a kid that's in seventh grade. He's not going to necessarily do everything that I would have a college point guard do. Um, so I'm saying that because if you coach a team, you got to look at what it is that you expect out of a point guard. What is it that you need your point guard to do? What are what are your expectations? What are, what is that player's role? And then you can sit down and look at that. And it's also going to be based on the type of offense that you run. But you can sit down and look at that and you can say, okay, this is what I need and this is what's important to me. These are my essentials. These are my, um, you know, basic skills that I need my point guard to be able to do. And then from there, you can go in and create your your training and and the skills that those players need. Um, But basically what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you what I feel like are just six, six essentials. You know, that's basically what I could call it, six essentials to uh, develop a point guard. And, you know, and then you can go in and you can add some things to it if you don't have a list at all. Um, or you can use this list. And again, it all depends on, you know, the level that you're playing on, the skills and the abilities of your players and what it is that that the offense you're running and what is it that you want them to be able to do. So. Let's get right on into it. Six essentials to develop a point guard. Number one, it is it has to be ball handling. Uh, now, I'm saying these six things, and they don't have to be ranked in any particular order. But the first thing I'm going to mention is ball handling. Now, 
I, I read an article a few years back and it made a lot of sense. It was talking about how it was a particular player. I can't remember who he was, but he was a he was a professional player. I want to say he played in the NBA or getting ready to play in the NBA. And they felt like he needed to be a point guard. So they worked on his ball handling. He was doing a lot of dribbling drills. And, and let me tell you right now, just because you can dribble the basketball, just because you can pat it, doesn't mean that you're a point guard. Um, you know, it's great to be able to be a really good ball handler. It, it's it's an added bonus to be able to do all these different things with the basketball. But just because you may be a really good ball handler, you can do all these different things with two balls and a tennis ball, and you can do all these different types of ball handling, doesn't necessarily going to make you a point guard. Okay, so I, I it really drives me crazy when a coach sees a player and they say, oh, man, that, that's my best ball. I'm going to make them my make them my point guard. Um, so, you know, just like I see players, see coaches all the time, oh, that, that's the tallest kid in the gym. He's going to be my post player. You know, the game has changed, but uh, ball handling is important, but it's got to be purposeful. Um, you know, you want them to be able to get from point A to point B. You want them to be able to get to their spots. You want them to be able to uh, take care of the ball and handle the ball and be able to initiate the offense. So, you know, they they got to be purposeful with their ball handling. And, and then you want to look at it again, depends on what type of offense you're running. They may be able to they may have to be able to handle the ball in pick and roll situations. You know, uh, so there are certain teaching points that you will have that they need to learn and understand when coming off the pick and roll. Uh, you want your point guard to be efficient with their dribble. You don't want them to take three dribbles when they only need two. You don't want them to take two when they only need one. Um, so you want them to be efficient. You want them to be able to handle the ball versus pressure. Um, I know that, that you know, at the pro level, you don't have the five-second count anymore or you don't have the five-second count at all. So that point guard can sit out there and, you know, you know, turn their hip towards that defender and dribble that basketball until they get someone open or until the clock winds down, whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. But at the high school level, you know, in AAU, you got a five-second count, and you have to be efficient enough with that dribble against that pressure uh, to be able to – to break that pressure, get outside that pressure, to initiate the offense or to attack the rim, or to be able to break the pressure so the referee can break their count. So you have to be able to do those things. Uh, you have to have weak hand development. To be a point guard, you can't be a handicapped player. You can't just be right-handed. You can't just be left-handed. You have to be able to uh, be able to use both hands. Now, of course, if you're a right-hand dominant, you probably would prefer going to the right. You're gonna, you probably will uh, be more comfortable going to the right. And here's something I tell my players all the time. I tell my players if the off, if the defense is not gonna stop you from going um, to your to your dominant hand. So if I have a player that's right-handed, and, and I tell them, you know, like if we're working with their left hand and they they struggling, when they're like, man, I just I can't do it. I don't understand why he got me doing this. Here's what I tell them. When you're in the game, if you want to go right every time, go right. Go right. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's actually the defense's responsibility to take that away from you. Now, here's the kicker. If you go right every time and they eventually start forcing you to go left, 
Now you have to be able to use your left hand. Because if they realize that you can't use your left hand, you're going to be at a big disadvantage. But I want players to use their strength, right? If you have a player that shoots, but he can't dribble, tell him to shoot. Look, I don't want you to dribble. When you catch the ball, I want you to shoot it. Put the ball up. Let players play to their strength. So if I have a player that's right-hand dominant or if he's left-hand dominant, I'm telling them, you go to the left. If that defender now cuts you off, you have to be able to have the ability to go to the right. That's just me. That's how I look at it. Um, and so I tell my players that. But it's not like we're not developing their weak hand. So if you're going to play point guard, you got to be able to uh, develop your weak hand. You want to eliminate the weak hand if at, if at all possible. If at all possible. And then the last thing with ball handling is you have to use your dribble as a weapon. It has to be a weapon. You want though, You want your opponent that on-ball defender to almost be on their heels because you're you're so effective with your dribble. You're you're so smooth and quick and and you can change speeds and change directions with your dribble that they're anticipating you driving. So a lot of times, you know, sometimes what happens is the players kind of get on their heels a little bit. So you want to use that dribble as a weapon. You want to be able to attract other defenders so you can make the pass out to your teammates for open shots or be able to create opportunities for your other players. So the first thing on six tips to how us or six essentials, I should say, to develop a point guard. Number one was ball handling. Number two is passing. Number two is passing. Point guards have to be able to make various passes. You have to. And again, that weekend development that I talked about with the ball handling, it also applies to passing. But you have to be able to make various passes. You got to be able to make a right hand or a left hand push pass. You got to be able to make a right hand or left hand bounce pass. You got to be able to make two handed passes. You got to be able to make passes uh, over your head, over the shoulder, lob passes. So there are a lot of different passes that you have to be able to make. And there's a lot that goes with passing. So um, I, I, I work with. When I'm working with a player, we work on a variety of different passes, but it's not just about passing. It's understanding uh, what type of pass to make, when to make the pass, how to make the pass, who you're passing to, can they catch, uh, you know, can they catch in traffic? You know, I've had players that I played with in the past, I had to be looking at them. If If I didn't make eye contact with that player, they probably wasn't going to catch it because I teach, I, I teach my players that your eyes are deceiving. Okay. I may look at you or glance at you and then look away and then come back to you. You know, it's the same thing that you hear in football with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are taught, do not look at the person that you want to pass to, you know, because the, I, and I don't know a whole lot about football. So if this is wrong. I'm sorry. But I try to use other sports as analogies. You know, it's just like the free safety. He's, what, 20 yards off the – 15, 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. So if that quarterback drops back and he's looking at that receiver going down the field, then that free safety is going to be bagging him. He's waiting for that quarterback to throw that pass. But if that quarterback looks to the left and he looks at the tight end or he looks at that – or at that slot receiver coming across the middle – and he makes eye contact, that could freeze that safety 
just long enough to where he can make that pass deep. And the point guard's got to be able to do the same thing. So, you know, if I'm attacking, I may look and then make a pass somewhere. I'm not necessarily talking about a no-look pass, but we want to use our eyes um, to, to deceive the defense. So, uh, so there's a lot of different things you got to think about. So, you know, if I'm getting ready to make a pass to a player that's cutting to the rim, if I give it to them, can they make a play? You know, if I pass the ball up on the break, if I pass up the floor too soon, you know, what is that person's skill? What, what are they good at? Am I putting them in a position to be successful? Am I putting our team in a, in a better position to make a play that they can ultimately lead us to a win? So here's what I mean by that. If, you know, if DeAndre Jordan, which is seven feet tall, one of the best athletes in the NBA, um, if he's standing underneath the basket and Isaiah Thomas cuts to the rim and somebody throws him the ball, that's probably not going to be a – just looking at that, and I know Isaiah Thomas is, look, is pretty crafty around the rim, but Isaiah's only 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, so if somebody makes a pass to him and he goes up to shoot the layup, it's probably going to be altered or blocked or blocked, Right? I think it would be safe to say that. So my pass needs to, to the, when I make a pass to somebody, it's got to put them in a position to be successful. So that may not be a good pass to make at that particular moment because he may not be able to, to make a play. Okay, you see what I'm saying? So we have to think about certain things um, when we're getting ready to make a pass. So if I got the ball on the break, uh, off a of fast break, and there's a player up ahead that I can pitch to. But if that player is, is, is not great at handling the ball or making decisions or, or trying to make a play, I probably need to keep it two or three more dribbles, let him get to his spot to, to, to spot up, and then make the pass to him so he can catch and shoot. You know, so it's just some of those type things that you want to think about. Uh, but at the same time, a point guard got to know, or a team has to know when somebody's open, you want to pass it to them. But at the same time, we want to put them in a position to be successful. We don't want to put our teammates in a bad position. Okay. Um, and then we got to make the sure pass. You want to make, I love point guards that make the sure pass. I know sometimes we see players like LeBron making these unbelievable passes. We, we watch highlights of Magic Johnson. Um, we see some of the things that they do. But we want to make a sure pass. We want to make the pass that we know that the player can catch, that we know that, that the player can, can do something with. Um, shooters don't want to jump for the pass. They don't want to reach down low for the pass. They want to catch it right in their sweet spot, which is you know somewhere around the shoulders and the numbers where they can catch and then catch and, and go up and shoot in one fluid motion. So we want to make the sure pass. We want to make really good, crisp, on-time, on-target passes. I'm sure, you know, a lot of coaches have heard that before. But, um, you know, we just, you know, as a point guard, you want to be able to handle the ball and you want to be able to make the pass. And and when you can combine the two of those together, um, you, you've got you got something because you now you can create plays for other players, which is some skill stacking, which <laughs> – 
which is something that I talked about on my YouTube page. Uh, but I get into that a little bit later. All right. Number three, uh, 60 centrals to develop a point guard. Number three is shooting. Now, I don't think that you have to be just a Steph Curry is a knockdown shooter. Um, he's, he's arguably the, well, according to a lot of people, he's the best shooter in the NBA. Um, you know, Damon Lillard is a really good shooter. You know, he comes to mind when you're talking about shooting point guards, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say John Wall or, or, um, you know, we know Lonzo Ball is not a great shooter at this point in his career. Uh, but John Wall or, or, uh, Russell Westbrook are not like just when you think about shooting point guards, you don't necessarily just those names don't come to your mind. Russell Westbrook and and John Wall, but they have respectable jump shots. But their jump shots are respectable. It's one of those things where you don't want them to get going. um, But if they're going to beat you from the outside, you will live with that. Um, But, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook has a great pull-up. I mean, he explodes and pulls up, and you can tell that he's really been working on that. Um, but you you want to be you want to be a respectable shooter. You want it to be where they're not on their scouting report. It doesn't say, "Hey, just let him shoot. He can't hit water if he fell out of boat." You know, you want to have a respectable jump shot, and with that respectable jump shot, that means you you have a good pull-up. You can make the spot up. Uh, you can make threes. Uh, with today's game, it's, it's, it's almost a requirement for for players to be able to make threes. Um, and you want to be able to create your own shot. So, again, it goes back to the ball handling. You know, being able to use it efficiently and being able to create space. Uh, so you want to be able to create your own shot. Uh, I like I, – I really believe with the point guard handling the ball as much as they do. And I know the game is changing. It's a lot more positionless. But you want to be able to, since you handle the ball so much, you want to be able to shoot a high percentage. So, you know, I think that point guard should be able to shoot 80% from the free throw line. Um, so, you know, if you're hovering around that 77, 78, you know, that's that's good. You want to be good enough to where late in the games when you're handling the ball and you're making plays, if you get fouled and go to the line, you know you got the confidence to step up and make them. Also, when we're talking about shooting, we got to add a variety of finishes. Now, the most basic, or I ain't going to say it's the most basic, but I, I, I start with players making different finishes. So I look at three angles at the rim. You got both sides in the front, and you want to be able to use your right hand off your right foot, right hand off your left foot, and right hand off both feet. And you want to do the same thing with your left hand. Left hand off right foot, left hand off your left foot, left hand off both feet. So that gives you six finishes right there. If you have those six finishes at all three angles of the rim, now you're at 18 finishes. And then you can add other finishes from there. You know, you can add reverses. You can add your euros. You can add your floaters, your up and unders, your step aways, and all those different types of things. But those, to me, are the three or the six basic finishes um, and you have them from three different angles of the rim, and you're at 18 finishes. So you want your point guards to be crafty, to be able to finish uh, at the rim. A lot of times we're finishing below the rim, but then every once in a while you get a player like John Wall or 
you know, uh, Russell Westbrook that can finish above the rim. All right, so again, we're talking about six essentials to develop a point guard. Number one was ball handling. Number two is passing. Number three is shooting. Number four is basketball IQ. Uh, This is probably, if I were going to rank these six, this probably would have been number one. Uh, They got to understand the game plan. When a coach coach and a coaching staff put together a game plan, the point guard has to be right there. He's actually like a staff member. He or she should be like a staff member and understand everything that they're trying to do within the game plan. Uh, They have to understand time, score, tempo. You know, what's a good shot? What's a bad shot? Should I push the tempo? Should I slow it down? Should I make sure that we run a set play? You know, so your your IQ has to be high. You have to understand everything that's going on. And some of those choices that a point guard makes is going to be based on whether they're at home or whether they're on the road. Uh, do they have the momentum? Do they have the crowd with them? Or is or is other team on the run or are they on the run? So, you know, those are some things that have to be able to understand and know. Uh, so they're basically an extension of the coach. The coach is going to put the trust in the point guard. And I know at the higher levels, the point guard is going to have more reign than they versus, you know, if, you, if you're coaching seventh grade basketball, you're not going to just trust your point guard to, uh, to go out there and just make decisions and decide what he's going to do. So that's something that you will have to uh, – uh, you know, you'll have to kind of look at and see. But, you know, sometimes you, you run across a seventh or eighth grader that, that really knows the game and have a high IQ, and you may give them a little more a little more freedom to do some things out there on the court. Um, but as a point guard, you got to know the offense in everybody's role. You want your point guard to know the offense, but know everybody's role, what all the actions are, all the different situations. It frustrates me when I'm working with a player and and I ask them about their offense. Okay, well, what offense do y'all run? They tell me the offense that they run. Oh, well, coach, I dribble here and I pass to the wing. I said, okay, what do you do if the wing is not open? And they get stuck. They have no clue what to do. And I can't blame them. That's the coach's fault. The coach has got to tell them, okay, team, if they take away this option, this is the second option. Or we're going to dribble through or we're going to do this. And it really frustrates me. Uh, so, coaches, when you're working on your offense, you have to understand as the season goes on, teams are going to scout. They're going to know what you're going to do, and they're going to try to take a, take different options away. So you have to drill that in practice. Let your team know what it is they need to be doing. Uh, but as a as a point guard, they have to know all those all those different things. So let's go to number five. Number five is defense. I wasn't a great defensive player. Uh, I think I could have been much better in, in high school and college. I just didn't have any interest <laughs> in playing defense, just to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, a solid point guard, you know, has the ability to keep the opponent's, uh, uh, the opponent's point guard out of the paint. Now, there are so many players now with trainers, and, ath- and these players now are just so athletic. It's really hard to guard people one-on-one. But if you can make them work, if you can make them take tough shots, if you can um, just really just hound them and make them difficult, make it difficult for them, then, uh, you know, you, you can you can play some pretty good little defense. But, you know, you want to better keep them out the paint. You don't want them just come down anytime they want to get into the paint 
and and sucking in the defense and the, and they're kicking it out and getting wide open shots or they're drawing fouls or they're shooting layups. So that's something you don't want. Um, they got to be able to communicate on defense. You know, uh, this you see this a lot more on the NBA, but you know, definitely late in the season into the playoffs, the other team knows their play. So if you know a team may come down and call a play, and then you see the 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 players on the bench or even the opposing point guard turn around and, and call the play to his teammates, so they'll know exactly what to expect. Um, but you got to know and understand your defensive schemes and your opponent's strengths. So you want a point guard to understand what it is you're trying to do and what it is that you're trying to take away from your opponent. So if your opponent has a really good post player and you may say, hey, we're going to front and we're going to bring helps from the weak side to take away the lob and we're going to pressure the ball. So as a point guard, you have to understand that and know that um, so you can make sure that everybody's on the same page because, again, you're extension on the coach. So you want to make sure that everybody knows what it is that you're that you're trying to do. All right, so that was number five. So let's go through these one more time. Six essentials to develop a point guard. Number one is ball handling. Number two is passing. Number three is shooting. Four is basketball IQ. Number five is defense. And number six is intangibles. Intangibles, things you can't measure on a stat sheet. Okay, so you want a point guard that's going to give you effort. They're going to play intense. They're going to play hard. They're going to play with heart. Uh, they're going to hold their teammates accountable. They're going to hustle. And one of the most important things you want your point guard to have is a competitive edge. They want to, You want them to have a competitive nature. They hate losing. They're, they 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 want to beat the, the brakes off people. And if you go back and look at some of the great point guards in the NBA, um, they're all competitive. You know, look at Russell Westbrook. That joker, he hates losing. And he don't care who's playing in front of him. He, like he plays with a chip on his shoulder like he has something to prove. Um, and that's what you want. You want a guy, uh, you want a point guard. If you're a point guard and you're listening to this, you know, you want to play with effort. You want to play with heart. You want to play hard. You want to hustle, you know, uh, and you want to have that competitive nature. So those are my six tips for or six essentials. I believe that you need to develop a point guard. And again, coaches, you know, there are some of these tips. I think you take any of these tips that I gave you and and you use those for your point guard, no matter what system that you have, I think you can develop a good point guard. But if you want to be even more specific, then you look at your offense, you look at what it is that you want your point guard to be able to do. And then you break it down even more. Now, this is just a general statement. This is this is a blanket statement that what you will have for your point guards. But I think you need to look at your offense, your your team, and what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And, and then you can really look at the skill set that your point guard needs, and you put that in your list. Um, but everything I pretty much said today should go with any list um, when you're talking about developing a point guard. And I'm going to go through that one more time. This will be the last time. Uh, six essentials to develop a point guard. Number one was ball handling. You know, you got to be able to handle that rock uh, purposefully, uh, being able to use it as a weapon. 
uh, be able to handle against pressure. You don't want any kind of weak hand. Number two is passing. They got to be able to make various passes. I mean, right hand bounce pass, two hand passes, lob passes, over the shoulder passes, um, you know, push passes. You know, they got to be able to pass against pressure. Um, so there are some things that they got to be able be able to do with that. Uh, number three is shooting. They don't have to be a, just a, a a knockdown shooter like Steph Curry, but they have to have a. I think they have to have a respectable jump shot. Be able to make some threes. Be able to shoot off the dribble. Shoot a high percentage from the free throw line and be crafty at the rim and have a variety of different finishes. Number four is basketball IQ. They have to understand the game. They have to know time, tempo, score, foul situation. Are they in the bonus? Are they in the double bonus? Um, you know, you know they have to understand the the opponent's offense. What is they're trying to do? What is their opponent trying to take away from them when the opponent is on defense? You know, how can we counter what it is that they're doing? Um, do I need to push it? Do I need to slow it down? Do I need to make sure that we run a set play? You know, all those different things that, that the extension of the coach should have on the basketball floor is what they want to do. Number five is defense. They got to be able to contain the other team's point guard. They don't want the other point guard to live in the lane the whole night. Uh, when, the other, when the opposing team point guard gets in the lane or any any player from the opposing team gets in the lane, a lot of things happen. Defense collapse. It leaves them open for a spot-up threes. Um, more fouls are drawn. And, of course, you know, they're getting easy shots around the rim. So we want to be able to keep them out the paint. And then number six is it's the intangibles, things you can't measure on a stat sheet. Somebody's effort, their heart, making sure they play playing hard, their hustle, uh, leadership abilities, you know, having that competitive nature. So if you have a point guard and they cover those six things, I think you have a solid, a pretty solid point guard. Um, I didn't mention footwork. Footwork is, is, you know, is to me is probably one of the most important skills for any player to have. And I probably should have put that in, and that could be a bonus, uh, footwork. So being able to play on balance, uh, everything, in, everything in basketball starts with your feet. So I spent a lot of time on footwork. Um, so footwork is something that, that probably needs to be on this list, uh, but I just didn't put it on here. Um, so, you know, those are my six, six essentials. I think any player that's trying to play the point guard position needs to be able to, to do those six things. Now, like I said, just because you're a, a ball-handling wizard doesn't make you a point guard. So these are some of the things that point guards have to learn and be able to develop if they want to play at a high level. Um, so before I let y'all go, be sure to follow me on social media. I am on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my handle is at NBNBball, and I try to be active on there. I do make some posts. If you make a comment, um, or if you ask a question, if you send me a message, I typically, I, I try to get right there and be on there unless, you know, if I'm in the gym doing something, training, or or if I'm tied up, I may not answer right away. But I, I try to answer and just, you know, be in conversation with you. I have no problem with sharing. So if you have questions, uh, be sure to let me know and uh, I will answer. Uh, also on YouTube, look me up on YouTube. It's nothing but net b-ball. On YouTube, I, I just launched a new uh, video, and it's going to be the SDP Podcast 
many episodes, many as in M-I-N-I, many episodes. And these are going to be five to seven minutes. Now, the one I launched uh, Friday, and I'm actually going to do them on Thursdays, but the one I did on Friday was actually 10 minutes. I talked about skill stacking. Uh, I I referenced that earlier in the podcast. Um, And these are just going to be short, quick episodes, videos that that I'm going to discuss different things about basketball. So with today's episode, I will probably more than likely hit on something that I talked about today, um, you know, and, and do a little mini episode on it, you know, like five to seven minutes max. Just give us just, you know, I, I want to use used to you want to use YouTube. Uh, so, you know, just another another avenue to give away some content. So y'all be sure uh, to go to my YouTube page and search nothing but that b-ball. Be sure to subscribe and um, um, I'll be posting some videos on there on Thursday. So if you have any questions and you want to discuss with me about, um, you know, send me an email. My email is coachtj at nbnbball.com. Um, I'm pretty good at responding back to emails. You know, give me, a, you know, give me 24 hours. I typically respond, but if if for some reason I don't respond within like you know a couple of days, be sure to go ahead and send me another email. But I'm 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 typically pretty good about responding to emails. Also visit my website nbnbball.com. My podcasts are on there and some blog posts. Uh, when you go to the page, if you click on the skill development playbook uh, tab up at the top, you can click on podcast or blog. And I got all my podcast episodes on there. Um, and you can go through there and listen to those. Or you can um, read my blogs. Now, I one more thing. I need y'all to, to share, share, share. Let people know about it. Whether it's through Instagram, whether it's through Twitter, whether it's through um, whatever social media you use, LinkedIn or whatever. If you want to get on the phone, call somebody. Let them know I'm trying to share with share what I've learned over 17 years with as many coaches and players and parents and anybody that's involved in basketball. I love basketball as possible. So please be sure, please be sure to share it with them. Um, and again, I'm on, uh, the podcast is on, is on Apple podcast. So if you're on there, be sure to go on there and leave me a review. And I would love to get a five-star rating. Love to get a five-star rating if you don't mind. So give me a five-star rating and give me a review. Also on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify, and all the other uh, podcast outlets. So until next week, I appreciate y'all. God bless.